Do you want to just try it one more time? Okay. Sure. One, two, ready, go. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is a member of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today I have Taylor Lovell and Sarah Kramer from the band Maps of the Midwest. You may know Taylor from such bands as Bright Blue Morning, which no longer exists, and Taylor Lovell as his solo work. You may know Sarah from such bands as Duke of Uke, Novelty Orchestra, Relevator, and Sleeping Okami. But also, they're both part of the band, Maps of the Midwest. Sarah and Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. So today, we're going to be talking about your song, Painted Trains. You just recorded that in the studio, so I'm really excited to be debuting this version of the song. And I think, without much further ado, let's listen to the song. Me. 
I guess, uh, Taylor, you're the lyricist, you could say, of this song. The question with how this song was formed, and which is always my favorite first question, is did the lyrics or the chords come first? I started with the lyrics, but I had a totally different structure with the chords when I first started it. But I abandoned that structure and started a new one. How did that original structure come about, and and what was it about that needed to be changed or it just didn't feel right yeah it just didn't feel right i think it was a little too simple the first time around wasn't it a different key too yeah and i'm even talking about like way before then oh yeah so (laughs) it's had many incarnations as you formed the song and then so after you wrote this song and put it together or or at least the skeleton of the song and then you brought sarah on board sarah how did you form your part with the piano coming in and oh sure you had some really lovely parts in there where you know that you wrote in with the song well i start with learning the chord changes that he's playing and figuring that out and then um then kind of just do what i i hear and 
I think the song needs. Kind of build it with him and write yeah. my part that way. We were talking earlier before we started recording that you had just recently picked up the keyboard. Yeah, it's been like two or three years. I started learning it when I started writing this musical with Dave King and the Duke of Uke and his novelty orchestra. With writing that musical is when I learned how to play the piano. I learned the chord changes and then once I learned how to play all the chords on the piano, then I felt a lot more confident on the piano and like I feel like I can play now. <laughs> It, what was the name of this musical? Has it been... Oh, it's called Alice. Excellent. It's about Alice in Wonderland. Taylor, what was the first line that you started writing on this song? Uh, lyric-wise, sorry. Yeah, lyric-wise, it was the first verse. These pistons give life to this machine. I had that first. The very first time I started writing it, I had completely different lyrics after that. It didn't seem personal enough, so I scrapped that and just kept that first verse. Kind of started fresh from there. So does that mean when you were originally writing it and it wasn't personal enough, you were kind of stepping outside of yourself and creating kind of a different world, or did you just feel it wasn't honest enough? Uh, I'd say a little bit of both, really. Mainly just not as honest, I'd say. The term painted trains. I'm not sure I'm familiar with painted trains in general. Or uh, is that is it <clears throat> is that actually a thing or is that like a, a mental picture for you? It's a mental picture for me. I live in Decatur, Illinois, and uh, there's just a lot of trains over there. I guess painted trains is mainly, you know, trains that have been tagged and graffitied okay. with the paint on there. So I think growing up in Decatur, seeing the trains go by, you kind of see it as a way to escape. The trains themselves are representative of this being able to come out and and even in a sense being able to escape but yet if you need to you can return yeah exactly do you have a favorite line in the in the song i'd say the the whole last verse these pistons give life to this machine to broken hearts and life to broken dreams my dreams of car wrecks dreams of freedom Were, were there things that you were dreaming about particularly that that brought that about no i'd say more in the metaphorical sense, kind of dreams of car wrecks is your doubts and fears, and then dreams of freedom is just wanting something better. Maps of the Midwest is a pretty new, what's the word, venture, a band, a, yeah. a yeah. duo, a... <laughs> well, do, you, do you have plans on expanding or just, just you two? If we came across a good drummer, we would definitely take that. Yeah. All the good drummers are taken. They're all taken. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which taken. is so... Uh, man, if... I, if I had any sense at all, I would have taken up drumming. But then again, I don't know if my parents would have been able to handle that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of noise in the house. Taylor, you had written the words earlier, and there was a version that you put out as yourself as solo. Yeah, and yeah. I was just curious what brought about this additional. And there's something burning bright where the headlights and the stars collide. What compelled you to? add that other verse with the formation of this new band it was during one time when me and sarah were just playing it and i kind of felt like it was a lot of empty space there i thought it'd be cool to add some words in that spot sarah i was trying to observe what you were doing with the piano with your addition of the keyboard how do you think about the piano's role in this song in particular? That's a good question. I don't know. I start with the chord changes. One really important thing is to kind of feel Taylor and, and what his vibe is during certain parts and like where... So I like to analyze the feel of the song and figure out where it's going to get big and where we need to break it down. And in this one, like the verses are very chill. So I like to have something very minimal there with maybe just a little frill <laughs> in the high end. We get bigger on like the bridge and, and 
the chorus in those parts. I also noticed that you're doing some of those embellishments also while he's playing the harmonica. Yeah. Which, the embellishments that you're doing... Uh, I'm just curious, even from just a songwriting (laughs) perspective, Sure. since the frequencies that the harmonica is producing, those are kind of in the upper range, and you're also doing some notes during that time, the embellishments. So I'm also wondering uh, the, the kind of coordination of trying to not step on each other's toes is that a fair assessment i mean i'm I'm curious if that definitely in in a complete turnaround of my question i'm kind of curious if that was something you were consciously thinking about or like it just happened and it felt right i think it just happened and it felt right that that part is a little bit of an improv part okay we just kind of jam on it i mean we have like a loose formula that we go with on this one the harmonica starts heavy and then then he goes into like long notes and I kind of do a little bit more embellishing on the longer notes. So I kind of try to feel what he's doing and really listen and see where I can fit in to fill the rest of the space. You're predominantly a bassist. Yes. So mm-hmm. now you get to fill the role of not only the, the rhythm and then the tonal lower section, but you also get to fill in the chords. Yeah, it's um, been fun. <laughs> yeah? Taylor didn't write a bass line, so you're filling in with a bass line that Yeah, I think I naturally is, do that. Because in some ways, when you're developing like a bass line, it it doesn't necessarily have to be like exactly chunking with the chords, so to speak, uh, with yeah. with the chords that he's playing. I try to listen because his his guitar parts have a lot of like uh, little hidden melodies in them, so I try to listen to those and figure out you know where to leave space or or even try to um, add a layer of that melody. So that's one of my steps too that I kind of start with. Taylor, what I'm curious is, are you being pretty literal, figurative, should I say, about the turn up the radio and loosen the the nooses around her necks? Did you have an office job, perhaps, where you wore a tie? Because that's where my head Oh, actually, no, I didn't even think of that. Just another metaphor for letting go of things, kind of being free. Sarah, do you have favorite lyric in this piece? I think the first line always stuck out to me. So what do you think the pistons are? I picture like a... A big, like, factory machine or something, or, like, and then the pistons are, like, part of the machine, basically. Gotcha. Like, a very mechanical image. How did you make this into more of a personal piece? What what made made it feel more honest to you and personal? The very first version was more of, like, a like a fictional story in a sense. I wanted this one to be more, I guess, autobiographical a little bit. I got the idea of the song, just kind of looking back, like when me and my wife first got together and we were living in an apartment and didn't have a lot of money and just kind of feeling stuck. Didn't want to stay in that kind of of life. I just wanted more. And also the first song I did, it was really more, uh, just really depressing kind of. And I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to kind of throw in that that sense part of hope, of hope. Yeah, yeah, that hope in there. So, so now I that makes some sense to me when I read the line throughout the keys and letters and the stubs from our last checks. You know, like kind of kind of like saying in my interpretation, it's like let's let's just kind of forget about that for now and just hope that it's going to be a better day tomorrow. Kind of. Yeah, for thing. sure. Yeah, I've never spent any more time on a song than this one. 
I spent a lot of time on this song. I just have the most gratification with this song because it's taken me so long to kind of build it and tear it down and start again. And I finally feel like it's finally finished and it's it's what I wanted it to be the whole time. So Isn't that kind of what the song's all about too? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but yeah. <laughs> so with the, with the chords, did you... And I noticed that you had it up on the second fret, the capo. Yeah. Um, is that how... You said that it changed keys a few times. How many yeah. key changes has it been? <laughs> Not just during the song, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the very first version that I started out with, I couldn't even tell you what chords I was using in that. It was so long ago. But uh, like the solo version, where it was just me on my Bandcamp page, that was up on uh, the third fret. Yeah, after we, me and Sarah started playing it, I dropped it down to, to the key of D. I think it was because your voice, though, right? Yeah, you it was. Yeah, it. for some reason, yeah, I just couldn't really. It felt way more comfortable when I dropped it down to the second fret. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah, I'm gonna stick with this. So how long have you been writing music? I mean, I think my first song I wrote was like way back when I was probably like I don't know ten, but yeah, really off and on I've been playing guitar and writing songs since I was probably about 12. So guitar has been your primary instrument? Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah. Nice. Sarah, how long have you been playing music? I got my first bass when I was like 15 or 16 and I've been playing bass ever since. And so now you play bass, keyboard and anything else? Not really. I sing a little bit here and there, but yeah, mostly just bass and keys. How long have you been writing music? I have always been in like an original band. I've been a co-writer. I started my first band when I was like 16 or 17. I started jamming with Dave King. And I'm still in that group. I mean, I still play with Dave all the time. As the Duke of Uke. He's the Duke of Uke, yeah. yep. Was it called Duke of Uke at that time? or Ever since I've known him, he's been called the Duke of Uke. And then when we got that band together, then we became the Duke of Uke and his novelty orchestra. Were you in... Dolly Pop too. Oh or? yeah, I was. Yep. Uh-huh. Yes, I was. Thought so cuz that's also his work as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep, he yeah, yeah. he was the songwriter for Dolly Pop. That was not on the list. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just there's I'm a teasing. Few, there's I there's like, a, one more that wasn't on the list. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it is it not good? Or I mean not one that we should share? No, I just wasn't in that project very long, so I never really like oh, okay. identified with it too much. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I was I was in I was in a band for briefly in a, for one afternoon, and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to that improvisation. If you are changing parts within the song as you uh, perform them, I'm curious more about how you think of improvisation. Is it something that you just feel out and then kind of have an emotional feel to it, or do you do you think about like the chords and and be like? These are these are notes that go well with this chord or whatever. <laughs> I'm just curious. You yeah, know, no, I do. I think about both of those things. You know, you want to stay in the key, but you also want to like feel out. So I, I don't know. I'll do like runs and, and stuff up if it's feeling more energetic. And but you do want to stay in key. You don't want to hit wrong notes. So I definitely think about both those things. Taylor, you improvise when you play on the harmonica. Is there is there a sense of yeah, that or just feeling it out. Yeah, really just feeling it out, yeah. It could change, yeah. We could play the song three times, and it could be a little different each time. Gotcha. And that's why we only played it twice. That's, that's right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we recorded it twice. Shh. 
Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004, carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week, they can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Sarah, what's your favorite Champaign-Urbana venue? Ooh, man. There's been so many changes. Well, I do love the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl sounds great. I do mm-hmm. love the Loose Cobra, too. I guess there's bigger venues, too. There's, like, the Canopy Club is great. And then City Center, I went to a show there recently, and that place is really cool. It's got a good setup. And the cover-up is there, which we're playing soon, so oh, that'll be fun. And, and- by we you mean relevator oh, right elevator yeah yeah and you're not gonna tell us who you're... no i, I know can't. i know that's I the, that's the big guarded secret yes yes somewhere <laughs> there is someone who has a little suitcase with it, it handcuffed to their to their arm <laughs> <laughs> and all the names and bands you have to come. i know exactly <laughs> and this is like the second or third year that it's been at the city center taylor what's your favorite champagne urbana venue yeah i'd have to say probably the loose cobra which is where we got our start kind of yeah. so well i guess that's a good roll in yeah <laughs> good for the lead on there yeah so i guess you could say that 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 is where maps of the midwest kind of came into being yeah okay. yeah i'd say so yeah yeah let's let's just kind of dive right into that how did that come about me and doug used to work together for a heating and air company i worked in the one indicator he worked in one in champagne and we got to know each other through that that was years back and then we kind of reconnected and i remember i was going over to hang out with him and he said that there was the snake pit was going on that day so i had some songs i was not ready to do that at all but i was like yeah "Yeah, just give it a shot and see how it goes and and it was uh, great (laughs) yeah thanks and everybody was like just so nice and welcoming and uh just felt really good and just made me want to come back and keep doing it yeah yeah. and i've been going to the snake pit recently too and and then we started jamming basically yeah there was a song that uh, were you playing taylor and then sarah joined you or sarah playing something i can't (sighs) I, trying to think. I don't think I was there for that <laughs> moment. Yeah, I, know, I don't know. I know jo- Doug jammed with me yeah. when I first went. Mm-hmm. And then there was a time where I think both you and Doug Oh, were yeah. Both playing. of us were playing. And then Doug got really busy. And then I just started playing with you. Yeah. Then we started taking it more seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you said, this is something good here and got yeah. to turn it into yeah a band yeah, yeah. i think so decided to start a band how many songs do you have in your repertoire for originals yeah maybe i don't know at least at like least, eight yeah eight maybe mm-hmm. maybe eight to ten yeah and so, so you've you've got a full set is yeah. what i'm what i was trying to get at yeah so. we do yeah so at some point uh 
you're going to be playing somewhere get a gig somewhere yeah and then, yeah, I mean, yeah for sure is there anything on the books yet or nothing on the just, books yet okay yeah it's gonna wait until after december you know start in january and mm-hmm. yeah we are recording yeah oh cool yep we are gonna record yeah excellent a little ep then we'll have to ask some of our friends to play shows with us get on a bill <laughs> yeah that's right since you you have a favorite venue but is there a favorite show that you've been to? I guess either one of you could start, but is there a favorite show that you've been to in the local CU area? It can be local people or it could be visiting artists that you've you've gone to in recent history that you were just like, that was a great show. I've been to some great shows lately. Pygmalion had some really good shows. They were at the Rose Bowl and there was just a lot of different variety, like people from all over the place. I love the cover-up. That's probably my favorite champagne tradition where all the local bands cover a famous band. And it's usually a pretty crowded show. It's really fun. Everybody dresses up, and there's a lot of mystery because, like, nobody can talk about who they're playing. It's probably my favorite show or favorite what? tradition. Was there a favorite cover that you... Uh, a band oh that was gosh. covered? Or is um, that, that too big of a question? There's so many good ones. One that sticks out to me recently that I watched a video of with my girlfriends was Ryan Groff doing Whitney Houston. Yes. That was amazing. Amazing. Killed it. Completely killed it. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen the video where Mike Ingram I, I was walks there. Around? Oh, you I were was there. there. Oh, you're even yeah, luckier. Yeah. I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I wasn't there, but I saw the videos and I loved it. Oh. But things like that are just so cool. That was like the utmost like diva moment. The whole thing yes. just felt so, so um, Whitney Houston. And anyway, I, if, if if you know where that video is, I'll try to post that link that in the oh, notes it's so, so that so that people can can find that because that's yeah because that was definitely a, a highlight. Um, it's an amazing vocal performance. I mean, he killed it. Y- yeah, I mean, there's there's not very many people that can fit that vocal range at all so that's yeah. incredible <laughs> taylor do you have a a favorite show that you've been to recently that i'm gonna say yeah probably the one at the iron post with uh dave pride was Aww, opening and yeah. uh and then rebecca summer's band uh yeah, that was they fun. both were just awesome they were amazing so yeah. yeah, that was that's probably my favorite one right now. Sarah, you mentioned earlier that that the the scene has changed so much. Um, yeah, the mm-hmm. venues have really changed. Like when I started, I played a lot at the Iron Post. I felt like that was like the main place that I played. I don't play there as often now. I really like the Rose Bowl though, and we never played at the Rose Bowl back in the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, they they have certainly picked up the number of shows that are going on. Yeah. And. Uh, feels like i don't know if it is true but it does feel like there's something going on at the rose bowl every single night of the week you know yeah. but the change in ownership has been really surprising and and fun just really dug that yeah you know? it's been awesome and i miss like the cowboy monkey and the downtown champagne scene a little yeah. bit but it's still fun i mean now there's more opportunities there's like podcasts and stuff and videos i feel like are more popular for musicians to get noticed and stuff like that so yeah. it's not it's not all bad <laughs> right well the times are changing taylor what's your experience with the champagne urbana music scene and has it has it like changed or i mean really i'm like a total newcomer to that so just kind of did stuff in decatur when i was younger so yeah i'm just i'm kind of new to it so is there anything that particularly struck you about the champagne urbana music scene like as a, as a newcomer 
like yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is how much variety there is so many different styles and types of bands i mean that's true you know you got like country uh you're more folk rock you're noise rock you're i mean it's just it's really varied yeah which keeps it fun and interesting i think i feel really lucky to have grown up in this scene just because it's it has the u of i so it, there's so many talented musicians that flow through the u of i like horn players string players just and sometimes they'll join bands and like it just it makes for such a talented unique scene in my opinion it's just been a blast to be a part of it Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Taylor. Yes. What is your favorite? non-musical thing can i pick two yeah sure okay i mean really uh me and my wife have a a little girl she's a little over one years old so that's pretty much what i'm doing most of the time if i'm not at work so really just hanging out with them is kind of my favorite thing to do and i'd say my second favorite which i haven't done for a while i just can't find the time but just like going camping hiking just being out in the woods and well hopefully when your daughter gets older you could yeah you know, i'll go camping yeah right so that's kind of the plan or, that's yeah. that's my plan yeah <laughs> excellent so do you have a favorite like camping spot um i'd say my favorite would probably be down uh at garden of the gods in southern illinois is that that's in shawnee correct yep. yeah, yeah in the shawnee so excellent. excellent i have never been but i probably should oh it's, it yeah, does it's, look amazing it is yeah so you're the uh tent camping type yeah yeah i don't i've never even done like campers or anything like that it's always been tent or maybe like just a tarp i mean just yeah out in the woods and sarah my favorite non-musical thing well i don't know if i consider my animals like a thing but love my animals (laughs) well yeah go for it probably my dogs i don't know i i love my cats and stuff too but my dogs are so great (laughs) it's a particular breed correct or um do i have that wrong yeah one's a german shepherd and then um the other one is half german shepherd half great pyrenees oh my so and then got they some big yeah big they had dogs. babies and then we have um a couple of the babies too and some of the people mm. around town have the babies too like kenna has wayne wayne, wayne. yeah <laughs> <laughs> at uh svenstock he's just like like pull 
Oh but, yeah, man. He <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's I gotta get guy. I gotta get with I I gotta find my uh, gotta where's, find Kenna. Where's my mom? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I was very concerned about her playing and not being up on stage with her. Oh yeah, I think so. we ended up having to have him on stage. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's funny, but. Uh, I, he's just he's a good boy. so concerned <laughs> cool. about what's going on with Kenna. It's, it's just really cute. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, she was talking about it in her episode, episode 13, um, that, uh, you know, she went on tour with with Wayne. Yeah. And uh, that I that the conversations in that car. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not lost. <laughs> He'd probably be whining all the time. <laughs> Stop whining. I'm not lost. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, he's a good boy, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it makes me so happy to see her taking such good care of him and like him being able to go on those adventures. So cool. You live on in kind of a rural area, mm-hmm. like a, a farm, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, have, and it's not just dogs. You have many animals. Uh, just my husband has some goats some goats yeah i thought you had chickens we have we have one chicken oh okay yeah so you have they're a little they're a little gang out there they hang out (laughs) there's three goats and a chicken chicken. yep oh Oh, yeah they're friends that's nice yeah huh so is it was that kind of the 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 plan to have a nice big that's okay my husband likes the outdoor animals for he's a he likes farming and growing organically and so he he likes the compost, and they also mow our lawn, the goats. Right. Um, so. I could probably, well, that's, yeah, everybody always says, well, don't you have goats? <laughs> Do you have any other favorite non-musical things? Since Taylor had two, I figure you <laughs> I don't know. Coffee? I love coffee. Mm. Well, yeah. I don't know, because kombucha I also really like. I don't know. Do you make your own kombucha ever? I've tried it. My scoby passed away though, so I gotta oh. get a new one. <laughs> but I never thought mine were as bubbly as the ones. Maybe my formula wasn't right or something. I have to keep mm. trying. But I never thought they were as bubbly as the store bought ones. And I really like that carbonation. Could it be that they are able to keep it from escaping more, or because I'm not sure if yeah. they exactly the full process. But if if you're not able to seal it, maybe all the carbonation escapes or something yeah. like that. So. I don't know. I've tried it a couple times. I, I think I just need to keep trying it and figure different things out. It probably has to do with like the amount of sugar and stuff you feed so that it can produce that carbonation. Right, but you don't want it to explode. Yeah, I don't, from what I understand. And then you don't want it to yeah. explode, so... Yeah. <laughs> I have so. a lot to learn about that. I'm nowhere. You know Tim McGee, though, right? Yeah, so, so I need to talk to him about it. He, he, he probably can loan you some scoby i'm sure yeah oh. i mean that was his favorite non-musical thing so oh really yeah nice episode 10 um <laughs> i'll check that out taylor and sarah thank you so much for talking about and recording your song painted trains and i'm yeah. looking forward to hearing some of the work that you're going to be doing performing live and you said you're going to be recording an ep and i'm sure i'll share that on the social medias as as it comes about i'm assuming you'll yeah. probably will you do like a physical copy too or um maybe a just be kind of nice but i don't know yeah i don't know yet yeah it seems like maybe it's either like digital or like vinyl people are kind of skipping cds these yeah. days i feel like i always wanted to do vinyl yeah, pressing vinyl but that's cool. 
but that's that's pretty pricey yeah <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, well and it's not too bad if you can if you can guarantee that there'll be 200 people that are right happy <laughs> to buy your vinyl yeah um, well thank you for being on the show thanks and, for having uh, us yeah thanks thank you so much Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. This is Taylor. This is Sarah. This is Maps of the Midwest reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Sarah. This is Taylor. Reminding you. Great music is out there. <laughs> Go find it. <laughs> find out where you where, live. Where you live. Okay. So we gotta work on this. Yeah. <laughs> you almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> studio. South Beaker. On the inside. <laughs>